Welcome to Wisdom, Love, and Beauty, a podcast for the soul and the home of dangerous wisdom. This is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, and here we are at another week of Yijing Insights, guidance from the field guide to the sacred science of synchronicity. It's a lot of alliteration, but it's a lot of wisdom too. Now this week, when asked, what is the most important thing? For us to know, Yijing offers hexagram 62, which we can call predominance of the small, or the small exceeding. That has a few possible meanings. In, In one sense, it can describe a situation in which we feel almost overwhelmed by details or a variety of small concerns. It can arise like that feeling of being taken over by the trees and not having a sense of the forest anymore. The little, the common or seemingly mundane, or the seemingly unimportant seems to predominate. Now, how do we navigate a situation like that? in general, by adapting to whatever we encounter as well as we can and moving in harmony with it. Now, part of the image here in this hexagram, in the very look of the hexagram itself, is the image of a bird. That's what's associated with this particular hexagram. And the idea is that sometimes we are the hunter and sometimes we are the prey. That's just the wild flow of life. And right now we're like a little bird. And we shouldn't fly high. Now this is not the situation of Icarus here. We're we're not saying that we can never fly high. But that right now we shouldn't do so. Yijing acknowledges the impermanence of all things. Remember, Yijing means the classic of change. So the name of the book is Change, or Impermanence. Everything changes, and we can't just keep flying upward. Sometimes we need to fly downward into the cover of the trees, or even all the way down to the ground. And right now, Yi Jing advises that big things are not suitable. Only small actions really suit us this week. And we need to take those actions in accord with the inner and outer character of this hexagram. Again, hexagram means six lines. Trigram means three lines. Every hexagram is composed of two trigrams. And sometimes it's helpful in a reading to look at the character of the upper trigram and the lower trigram to get a sense of of the outer and inner aspects of our situation, respectively. So the upper trigram, the upper three lines of this six-line figure, describes the outer aspects of the situation. And in this case, the upper trigram is called thunder, or the arousing, or the shake. It has associations like arouse, excite, inspire. Sometimes it carries the sense of awe, or alarm, or even trembling. 
It gives a sense of thunder rising from the depths of the earth or a kind of creative shake-up that can feel a little almost invasive at first. So outwardly, the situation in our lives right now could look like any of that. There's some energy, maybe excited energy, that could feel a bit threatening, but which has creative potential. Inwardly, the situation is characterized by the trigram mountain, or stillness, or the bound. It has the associations of a limit, an obstacle that prevents us from seeing, maybe, a need to stop, or just a stopping, a stillness, a need for quiet, an inward feeling of stability or a need for that feeling. Outwardly, things look active and energetic. Inwardly, we need to remain still. Obviously, a tall order. Now, Yijing, in part, is there's a way in which we can relate to Yijing as if this book, Change, has a benevolent spirit in it. It's like it, the book itself is like a medicine, and it's a healing spirit, and it wants us to see the good in ourselves and in the world and to navigate things with skill. So Yijing wants us to sense that we already have stillness within us. We may not feel that way. In fact, the inner situation here could in fact reflect stuckness inside us. In other words, there's an inner boundedness or limit that currently restricts outward activity. Outwardly, activity wants to be happening, but inwardly we're holding it back. More could be happening outwardly in our life, but something in us restricts it. So both senses that we've just touched on here of the inner and outer of our situation could be true, maybe one more than the other. The way to proceed in either case is to return to stillness and give our attention to small things and to the details. Master Liu offers some helpful reflections from a Taoist perspective. He says that the correct flow of this hexagram involves action that never strays from tranquility, or we could say equanimity. We have to arrive at a place free from attachment, but also free from indifference. And we have to see that if we are capable of great things, but not small things, then in the end we're going to cause harm to ourselves and others. The skill in the small shouldn't be underestimated, and maybe we'll touch on that next time, but let's just emphasize for now that all skillful action is non-doing. Nevertheless, great action requires great energy often. And in a way, that demands even more openness and trust. We can't really get around it when we have to do something big. And we can also return to that. There's an image from Zhuangzi that really gets at that. So we might have enough openness and trust for small action. Or we could say that whatever the kind of um, margin of error is, we can get away with it in a small action. 
See, the temptation to do gets provoked the more that we need to accomplish or the more that might be riding on the activity, right? If it's simple, not a lot riding on it, the doing in us doesn't get so provoked. Or if it's a big project, the doer gets provoked or if there's a lot riding on it. You know, if you're just tossing pennies into a teacup and you're just sitting there entertaining yourself, it's no big deal. Somebody bet you $1,000 that you can't make 10 in a row, suddenly it's a big deal. Same thing, if you're just doing your job, it's all fine. Now you have to go for the big promotion or you have to try to get tenure, whatever it is, and suddenly the doing comes out. And if we're careful, though, we can work with small activity. Small activity allows us to nurture the energy that we can use in big activity because we can look carefully for any entrance of the doer and we can take care of the real creative energy that we need for activity. Doing energy is not peaceful, trusting, and open. And we're all doers at the base. When we're, when we're caught in confusion, we're doers. That's not our essence. I don't mean that we're all doers essentially. It's just functionally. That's what we are. That's what ignorance involves. And right now, Yijing invites us to fly back toward the ground. Relax all the doing. Touch the stillness inside ourselves. And then engage in small activities so that we can practice keeping that stillness in action and not letting the doer take control. It's a deliberate thing. We have to be engaged. And we get to enjoy it. Yijing is inviting us to make a cup of tea or coffee with the most exquisite attention and with the most delightful and clear inner stillness. Every small thing you do today and this week will allow you to practice the small, to practice equanimity and non-doing. Enjoy the peacefulness inherent to your awareness. By making friends with it in very small actions, we increase the odds that it will abide with us when we need to muster big energy to accomplish great things. That's all for now. Reflect on the patterning here. See how it goes. Next time we'll have some further insights. We have a single moving line. We might be able to look at that. In the meantime, if you have questions, reflections, or stories of synchronicity to share, send them in through wisdomloveandbeauty.org. We might bring some of them into a future contemplation. Until then, this is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, reminding you that your soul and the soul of the world are not two things. Take good care of them.